Welcome to the Mouse and More Podcast. I'm Chris, and tonight I'm joined by Adam, Tony, Mark, Bridget, and Liza. Hi, everyone. Hey. Hey. Welcome back, Liza. I guess your house didn't land on you, and, uh, oh, oh sorry, that came out wrong. Uh, <laughs> no, but I, here I am, rocking like a hurricane. Rocking like a hurricane. Oh, my God. Did we not talk about that on a show a few weeks ago? What? I don't know. Did you? We, I didn't listen. Oops. I think we did. No, you were on the show because you didn't believe that they were German. Oh, that's oh, right. Nice. That was like a few weeks ago, three months ago. You you doubted the scorpions, and then all of a sudden, you got rocked like a hurricane. It they was did. some bad. Ugh, mm-hmm. They rocked isn't me. It, and isn't it crazy that like your whole neighborhood is in one piece, and it's like, boop, Liza's house. <laughs> now, actually, my house, honestly, though, in all fairness, it's not as bad as I would say 80% of the places around me. Okay, that's My good. neighborhood's not as bad honestly as a bunch of other places, but you guys it's pretty bad over here. So, but we got electricity and I never want to go camping again as long as I live. Oh, I'm sorry I take back all the tent things that I said about us staying in a tent with no AC. And I was like, are you kidding? And you're like, no, I want to try it. Yeah, I did want to try it until I had to stay in a home for over a week without electricity. Uh, in like a hundred degree heat with a hundred percent humidity. It was, it's insane. So well, I'm ready for a vacation. Yes, I I would imagine. I would imagine you are. Well, speaking of vacations, I'll just set this up. Tony lives in Connecticut. And right now, if you live in Connecticut, you can only go to Florida and be in that state for 24 hours. So Tony took this as a challenge and he decided to go to Florida for 24 hours. So that's what we're talking about today. Tony's big adventure. So Tony, how did you talk? First of all, I've wondered this the whole time you and you started planning. How did you talk Cheryl into this? It was her idea. <gasps> what? Uh, what? It was. And and let me just uh add on to what you said. It's it's not only can we just stay in Florida for under 24 hours. If we stay longer than 24 hours, we then have to self-quarantine upon returning home for 14 days. Okay. So And do they uh, check on you or do you have like something you have to fill out or how You have that... to file documentation with the state. Wow, okay. And they've already been penalizing people. It's a $1000 fine if you do not file your paperwork upon return. Ouch. Wow. We didn't know that. But wait, why 24 hours? Well, that's a good question. I don't know what makes uh, COVID any more or less susceptible uh, in under 24 hours than than over 24 hours. However, I am following the letter of the law uh, and staying for no longer than 24 hours or less than 24 hours. As you should, as you should. Right. So I have a question. Now, that's all tri-state. That's New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut, Connecticut, right? Yeah. Okay. But I see some people from New Jersey going down there back and forth. Wasn't me. I know. It wasn't (laughs) I know people who've been going back and forth. I'm like, how do do they get away with that? Um, You know, it's much like when Florida, you were supposed to self-quarantine upon arriving in Florida. Right. Um, That was, it was not enforced. Okay. I had sent some Connecticut guests down to Disney World or was, you know, working on sending some down. And when I asked 
you know, Disney, like, are they expected to stay in their room for 14 days? I was just told that anyone traveling to Florida was expected to follow the Department of Health guidelines. So more like a trust thing. Right. So uh, my guests who, you know, any guests who went down there for like a week and went to the parks were outside of the mandate of the Department of Health. But that's not for me to say or for anyone to say. Um, You've you've seen The Godfather, right, Tony? I have. Yeah, you made him an offer they can't refuse. That's what you did. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. I took the cannoli. Um, (laughs) But for my trip, uh, which was Cheryl's idea, uh, you know, we did stay for about 22 and a half hours. We were on the ground in Florida. Um, This trip came about because we were originally supposed to go there in April uh, to celebrate Isabel's senior year. We were going to do senior portraits and get the mouse ears with the graduate cap and do a photo thing out in front of the castle and well, COVID, you know, Uh, and then that trip got moved to August and COVID was still around. So, you know, we, we couldn't travel because of our restrictions. Um, Actually, our original August date was 14 days quarantine in Florida, and then we would have had to have quarantined 14 days at home, and then somewhere in between that put a week of of time in Disney. So that would have taken us five weeks of time uh, if we did it all. Um, So she uh, got the itch to travel and started looking at things, and Florida removed their quarantine on Connecticut residents uh, about a month ago. So uh, she said, you know, I, I think we can do this in a day. And she started working the, the, the flights and we found some really cheap flights and uh, uh, we scheduled it for Labor Day weekend. And then we couldn't go Labor Day weekend, which is good because that was a, a very busy. They, that, those were the largest post-COVID crowds that the Walt Disney World Resort had experienced. So I'm glad we didn't go that week. Uh, and we pushed it off until the, the 12th. Um, so... Our flight, uh, you know, we left Connecticut about uh, 8 a.m., landed in Baltimore because Southwest is no longer doing direct flights, um, you know, as a result of the number of cancellations that they've had. So we flew to BWI. Uh, We grabbed a flight from BWI to Orlando. We arrived at approximately 11.15, a little bit ahead of schedule, Uh, got a rental car. Uh, we had uh, we were staying one night at Bailey in Bay Lake Tower, which is part of the Contemporary, and uh, drove straight to the Contemporary, parked the car, and walked right to the park. Didn't bother to go to our room. Uh, so by about ten of one on Saturday, we were in the Magic Kingdom, walking down Main Street, which was amazing. Um, it was you know there were no crowds obviously because the the, the day had already started at, uh, I think the park opened at 10. Um, so we walked in, there were characters up on the uh, platform for the train station, uh, doing their social distancing with the guests, waving down to them and interacting. Uh, so that was kind of cool. Uh, we walked down Main Street, uh, saw the new castle colors, which I did. I have not liked any of the pictures I've seen. Um, seeing it in person, I, I think the colors are a little more muted uh, than what you see in the photos. So uh, seeing it in person, it's it's not that bad. Um, I still don't like the pink castle, but uh, you know, it's, it's not, it's better than a pink birthday cake. 
which I, I think is a sentiment that that Bridget shared as well. Agreed. <laughs> uh, on on some other groups that that we're a part of. I um, take I take it. Yep. Right. So you know it was it was a little different. You know everybody had masks on. Everybody was very respectful. Um, social distancing. It's a little tough when you're walking down Main Street, uh, but once you get in line to do anything, uh, they are very cognizant of making you. Um, follow social distancing standards, which Disney has set at six feet. Some of the lines, some of the spacing in the lines are actually nine feet in, in distance. Um, it really depends because of the switchback cues, um, how the switchbacks work. So some of the, you, some of them were longer distances, but that's only because there were people right next to you or would have been right next to you. So they've done a very good job there. Um, They've recently started adding what I want to call sneeze guards, uh, which are large plexiglass um, wall portions on the switchback railings. So, you know, what used to be just a chest high railing uh, now has uh, a plexiglass portion that goes up to about six feet. So um, that's nice. You know, it keeps the little kids from swinging on the railing, uh, but it also gives you that little little bit of safety. Uh, you know, from, from the guest next to you. I will um, say those are great, but I think that in some of the rides, they're very claustrophobic. We were going through the one at, a, um, the one in Mexico, the three caballeros and, uh, it was so tight yeah. and the people behind us were like, Oh my gosh, you know, but yeah, I, I yeah. I'm glad they have it. Have did you notice that Bridget? Yeah, it, it's, it's super tight there, but again, that's kind of the nice part about that is that they have those pla those plexiglass yeah. liners. Because um, if they weren't there, it would get kind of ugly. There, it would be, yeah, it would not be good. Yeah. And I think that was, and, and all the, I mean, everybody adheres to everything from what we saw. I don't know if you yeah. saw that, Tony, but I felt like everybody was abiding by what they were supposed to be doing. I, I like that the new sneeze guard dividers all have a sticker on them that says, do not touch. And that sticker is surrounded by thousands of fingerprints. <laughs> That's right. Mostly That's small so ones, funny. I'm sure. Right. Let's so, so we got into the park. We walked down Main Street, saw the castle, decided, as we always do, that we were going to turn left and go in through Adventureland. Um, so we went into Adventureland, ended up making our way over to Frontierland. Um, since we had been traveling all morning, we decided we wanted to eat. We knew that Westward Ho was open. Um, because they serve corn dog nuggets since Casey's was closed. And I did take a picture frowning in front of Casey's. Um, <laughs> hopefully they're open next time I go. Um, the tough thing was, you know, snack snacks spots were open. So Westward Ho was open, but the line extended, um, you, you know, maybe 60 or 70 feet back because you've got to give six feet between every person. Wow. So it was tough. And it looked like it was long, but it actually moved pretty quickly. Um, in order to, to mitigate that uh, and give people something to do in that area, the country bears were out on top of their building, uh, once again, waving to folks, which was pretty nice. And, uh, you know, we, we got our corn dog, we got our pretzels, we sat down, uh, enjoyed that, jumped on Splash Mountain, 50 minute wait. The entire queue was being utilized. Um, and what I found weird, I walked up there and I saw fast pass return times, um, and actually saw people going into the fast pass lines. 
didn't say anything for Splash Mountain. Um, but when we went out to Big Thunder Mountain, what we found out is the fast pass lines are being utilized for the disability access cards. Um, so they're utilizing them, even though there are no fast passes per se. If you have a disability access card, that's what they're using to manage uh, to manage that. So that's good. Um, did Splash Mountain? Maybe my last ride. Who knows? Um, got off of that. Shot over to Pirates, which this was the amazing thing. Pirates of the Caribbean used the entire queue, both sides. The line extended out of Pirates down along the bushes to to um, the Jungle Cruise. What? Got to the popcorn stand by the Jungle Cruise, turned out into the walkway, went back towards Pirates of the Caribbean, and stopped in front of the stage. What? Now, wow. almost wow. almost every line in the Magic Kingdom had one of the cast members with the little sign that says, line starts here. <gasps> and they did nothing but move further back and further back and further back. Um, wow. What I did find on the good side is... We got in the line. It said 50 minutes. We looked at the app. It said 50 minutes. Total time to get off the ride was probably 30 minutes. So oh. they're kind of inflating the times a little bit. And that was our experience in one day. Um, I don't know, Mark and Bridget, how you guys saw the time, the posted yes. times versus the actual times. Yeah, I felt that the times quoted were tended to be higher than we actually waited. That's, right. that's, that's how and I felt. Speaking from, I mean, and I, it's been, you know, 25 years since I've worked there, but it's, and it's a situation where they want to make it higher. It's like an over, an over, um, it's like an, an over deliver for them. So they want to make sure that you are like that these, these times are inflated, but it makes you feel want, good. Right. So that right. you're waiting in line and it's like, oh, well that was supposed to be like a 30 minute wait, but it was like a. 20 minute wait or a 15 minute wait it's over deliver they're over delivering basically right it, it may also be you know these times were estimates because they were not handing out the the red card of honor uh right, that they right. usually hand out to people to time yes uh the queue lengths uh obviously they don't want to hand them out because of you know covid and germs and all that stuff so um so i found the ride times to be about half um then we we shot over from uh pirates and went to big thunder uh i got in line for big thunder that line extended all the way down past the mark twain river boats uh once again they used the whole queue cheryl and lily went to get ice cream snacks i did not want to waste time eating um i finally got to a point where they had to join me in the line they weren't there so i actually had to get out of line and go get them and then get back at the end of the line but I did get uh, three bites of a Mickey bar, which was nice. Good choice. Yeah. Now, um, we all know that Big Thunder Mountain has a, an, an interactive queue. Um, especially they have those those plungers as you're walking uh, towards the- Like the, the dynamite thing. The dynamite plungers, right? Um, all of those have been covered over with burlap sacks, so they kind oh. of look like there may be bags of uh, gold nuggets. Um, so they've taken out all of those interactive elements so that people aren't touching things. Mm. Um, you know, the ride itself was good. Once again, 50 minute time, we were out of there in 25, 30 minutes. Um, went from that to the Haunted Mansion. The Haunted Mansion queue actually utilized the queue all the way down at the riverboat. 
So you walk down the riverboat, went all along the side of the Mark Twain riverboat queue area and came up into the Haunted Mansion line. Hmm. Um, the line moved very quickly, pretty much because they're not utilizing the load area. Uh, they're not doing the stretching room. So you enter the mansion at the door, you go through the right-hand stretching room and right onto the ride. They are playing the soundtrack, you know, Welcome Foolish Mortals, uh, but they're not doing any of the, the stretching room talk or, you know, the suicide, the hanging himself in the rafters. Uh, they're not showing his way out. So uh, that went pretty quick. From there, we went to Peter Pan. Amazingly, Peter Pan was the shortest wait. Uh, you know, we all know that that's the most heavily fast-passed ride at the Magic Kingdom. Uh, and there's usually always a 50-minute wait. I think it was a posted 15-minute wait time. And we were on and off uh, in about that amount of time. Uh, so it was really quick. Next, we went on to uh, Ariel. Uh, the undersea adventure there, that was probably the longest wait we waited on. Um, the heavens opened up on us while we were there. We got a little bit wet, um, which was tough because that's so cold inside that building. So always tough to walk into a, a cold building when you're, you're soaked. But, uh, you know, that it's part of Florida in the afternoon. You know, expect that good rainstorm at three. Uh, left there and decided we were going to try Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. I wanted to walk to the left to go towards Storybook Circus. I was outvoted. We walked to the right. We went past Beast Castle. We got to the ride for uh, Seven Dwarves Mine Train. The line extended all the way through the queue, out of the ride, all the way down to the entrance to Storybook Circus. So had I gone the way I wanted to, we would have been in line in about 12 steps. Um, but we ended up having to walk all the way around the attraction, and then that ride was vetoed by the girls because they did not want to wait. Yeah, but you got your steps. You like your steps, Tony. I did. I did. I ended up with twenty-eight thousand uh, steps on Saturday, which was a which was a good day. That is yeah. impressive. Thank you. Too bad you don't get paid like per step. Tony and I are actually friends on Fitbit, so uh, yeah. My my steps have markedly decreased yeah. since I started working from home. Yep. So I, yeah. I need a good couple of hard days. So I that's why I have the treadmill desk. I'm so glad I bought it. I swear by it. But yeah, I, I noticed that because you were always like around 90,000 a week. That was probably right. normal for you. Yeah. And I'm down to about 12 now. Yeah, I'm whooping. I'm whooping 15, pretty good. I know. Yeah, so you're just not will... getting that many steps going to the coffee pot and the uh, and the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I know, guys. My 23-step commute to my desk does not do it for me. Yeah. Right. Well, so... and it's it's the same for kids, too. I mean, like, kids are used to moving around, and the ones that are working from home, it's really hard for them. So It is. So I'm almost done boring you with my day. So Oh, darn uh, it. No. <laughs> at, this, at this point, we went to uh, the Speedway, uh, jumped on the cars, drove around the track. That was pretty cool. Got to see the um, Tron light cycle run. The track is completed. Looks like a pretty awesome exit coming out of the main building onto the outside portion of the track. Really looking forward to that in uh, 2021, hopefully. Fingers crossed. Uh, from there, Space Mountain. Uh, not a long wait. Uh, came out. It was about 10, of, uh, 10 after 5. Big rainstorm happened while Space Mountain was going on. Uh, decided we would go over to Seven Dwarves, see if it had cleared out. It did. Uh, we got into the queue. That was our last ride of the day. I think we finished about 10 of 6. So in a little over five and a half hours, that was, you know, what we did. Um, 
Then we drove to the Skyliner, jumped on that, went to Pop Century. This is where the bad stuff begins. Ooh. Um, okay, well, wait a second. Now, you're staying at Contemporary, but you went over to Pop because you wanted to ride the Skyliner. Well, first off, we wanted to ride the Skyliner. Second off, I wanted to get some tie-dyed cheesecake. We all know okay. I love tie-dyed cheesecake. Okay. As we I were getting on... That. Is it any different than regular cheesecake? It looks like it's, awful. It's, it's, it's multicolored. Um, okay. Yeah. It's it's tie dyed. Okay. Um, All right. So as Carry we were on. getting on the Skyliner, I was informed by Cheryl that they don't have it available because you have to mobile order from the food courts. Okay, that's fine. It sounds good. We get on the Skyliner. We get the Pop Century. We walk into the lobby. We said, you know, we'll just we'll zip around the uh, gift shop. We get to the gift shop. There's a queue to get in. Okay. And then I look and there's another queue and it's for the folks who mobile order. So the park closed at six. What happens? People usually come back to the resort. They go into their food court. They get their dinner. Well, you can only mobile order. So there's no there's no more going into the food court, right. you know, not knowing what you want, grabbing a tie dyed cheesecake, grabbing a, a, a cupcake. You have to order from mobile order. Then you have to go to the line that's in front of the quick service. When your order is ready, you have to show them your My Disney experience that you have an order, and then they let you inside. So if I was staying there, you know, I don't think I would be happy with, with quick service. Now, that's the way quick service is all around the property, because we later went to Deluxe Burger uh, to get dinner in Disney Springs, and we had to pre-order it. Um, and I'm fine with mobile ordering, but as a resort guest... Um, I would want a little more. Uh, so, and, and I'll get back to that in a minute. So we, we leave Pop Century. We go to downtown Disney, met up with Reg and Jason, uh, two listeners of the show that I believe they also met up with Bridget and Mark when they were there. They um, yep. Great guys. Nice little chat with them. Uh, and then we went to have dinner um, because we went on the Skyliner. We didn't get to Disney Springs until uh, about 8.45, tried to get into Frontier Cucina. Um, it was a 45-minute wait at 9 o'clock at night on a Saturday. Um, so we ended up at Deluxe Burger. As we were finishing up our meal, 10 o'clock hit. 10 o'clock is the witching hour in Disney these days. So we all know the parks close a little early. They close at 6, 7, or 8, depending upon which park you're in for the day. Then you go to Disney Springs. Things lock up tight at 10 o'clock popcorn stands all the stores all right we'll go back to our resort we go back to our resort everything at the resort is closed the quick service restaurants the gift shop can't do anything so we said all right we'll watch the fireworks we know that they're broadcasting the fireworks every night can't find them on the tv look it up they only air the fireworks from 6 to 10 p.m on a continuous loop actually not a continuous loop but it's available to you from six to ten why that's not available past 10 o'clock it's a tv show you know it's, it's a tv channel running a pre-recorded broadcast you know if if i had that i would make that available to my guests 24 hours a day yeah it, you know it, it it can't hurt them um so i i think if you know any anything negative to say about this trip is just that 10 o'clock everything was locked up tighter than a drum yeah Wow. That's that was my experience too. But I I think there was a benefit to it because 
the park closed early. You go, you get changed for dinner, you go have a nice dinner, and then you get to enjoy the resort a little bit, maybe watch. Like, we yeah. never just watch TV in bed. Mm-hmm. We had, like, every night we had a routine. We would watch TV in bed. It was awesome. You watch so, the fireworks in bed? It was no, I don't care about the fireworks. Oh, I'll but, say this. I, I never I watch watching. the fireworks on TV. It was more like, guess what? We don't have anywhere to be. Yeah. So we get to come yeah. home and the kids can kind of chill out. They can play with anything. Like, you know, they like to buy the toys and stuff. And mm-hmm. they, they just like to have downtime. So they had downtime. Mark and I would go sit on the patio, have a glass of wine or a cup of coffee or just chill. It was, yeah. it was so much more relaxing than feeling like we had to be at the park because they had the fireworks. Do you know what that, I mean? That's a hundred percent true. Yeah. Which would, which would be great. I can understand an early evening if you had an early day, but the parks don't open until 10 o'clock. You know, it's just, it's well, such a, it's such a magic? short window now. Yeah. And it I, is, it is. I, I, I agree with that. I, I really liked it. Um, yeah. I liked not having fast passes. Mm-hmm. I liked going through the queues. Sure. You know, sure. it was really a matter of, you know, in, in 1983, if I went, I would have gone back to the ride board at the end of Main Street and looked at the wait times, and then I would have chosen a ride. You know, these days I'm looking at my app. Okay, Pirates has a 50-minute wait. I'm going to go to Pirates. Um, and it doesn't matter because my position in line is my position in line. I don't have to be the, you know, get in the line. And now I'm two two guys from the ride and 600 fast passers come right. in. Didn't you feel more invested in what you were getting into? Like, that's kind of, I like, like, I just felt like, like, the, even the kids were like, I like this better. I said, this is what it was like when I was a kid. Yeah. Right. You didn't have, or yeah. you just had fast passes that you would just put your ticket in and you got a fast pass to come back later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, even then it was better. And, and I will say this just to interject a little bit, but, um, you know, you get all those surveys when, after your trip and Tony, you may get this one, but it asked like it, the, one of the questions was, did you enjoy not pre-planning? It was like some kind of like some, something along those lines. And I know that whenever I listen to Lentesta's podcast, they're always very telling of what is going on in the back of their mind you know, as far as Disney goes. So it was like, you know, did you pre-plan? And I said, you know, or did you, did that, you know, it was, it was like more along the lines of like, did it stress you out not to pre-plan? Did you enjoy like just being spontaneous? How did you plan? I said, we were spontaneous and we loved it. And, and I think that's a piece that's missed, has been missing for quite a long time. Yeah. And I think it's sort of come back with this, which is quite enjoyable. Like the yeah, kids even said, this was the best trip we've had. And they've yeah. never experienced it without having all well, this. Well, but that and the crowd levels were so low. Right. Well, that's yes. right. comparatively. Yeah, that's, yeah. But it's, it's almost like we like I feel like you, you got to do the parks in a more natural way. Yeah. Right? Like where where you're just going from if you're in fantasy land, you do the stuff that's in fantasy land because you don't have a, a fast pass for Pirates of the Caribbean. That you have to run across the park to get it to. You know what I'm saying? Like you just go kind of, it was just like a flow. You just went from one thing to the next. And then right. if that ride was too long, you go somewhere, somewhere else, you come back to it. It was a more natural way of doing the parks, you know? It's completely freestyle, mm. except for the fact that, fact that you have to have your park pass, you know, right. for that right. day. And that's, that's the only bit of planning that you have to do. Here's a question that I have. 
I wonder if your feelings about the early night would have been different if you'd been there for a week, because everyone I talked to kind of like that. It was totally different. Like Bridget said, it was more relaxing. You could have fun back in the room. I wonder, you know, because you really had to put as much stuff into this as you possibly could. True. So I wonder, yeah. Yeah, because I know when I go with the girls, I am so tired by day Mm -hmm. three that, I mean, I'm kind of dreaming of going back to the room and it's not so bad. So I really think that this would be pretty cool to not have to feel stressed out like you're going to miss something late at night. Well, not even late at night. Like what time was it? It was like close to 10, right? It was 10. Yeah. And so you're not worried about extra magic hours or running over to this park or that park it's kind of set in stone what you're going to do where you're going to be and i don't know i think it would be kind of cool i'm hoping that it stays like this for a little while longer but Um, even 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 with all that you know it would have been nice okay I, i get maybe closing disney springs at 10 but there was no time to come back to your resort and wind wind it down that way you know it would have been nice if disney springs closed at 10 you go back to your resort. You know, in the old days, the quick services used to be open till 11 or 12 o'clock. Yeah, you know, that's it's true. Like, yeah. It's like at 10 o'clock, it's a hard stop across the property. You know, if you're at Disney Springs and, you know, you don't get anything to eat at 10 o'clock at Disney Springs, there's no going back to your resort yeah. to get a bite to I, eat. Yeah. Right, right. That know, was you're done. tough yeah. to get. That was tough to get used to. Like a couple of times we got caught by that. We'd be like, oh, I'll run down the gift shop and get the kids something or whatever. And it would be closed. That was hard to get used to. But I think if you go there and you know the rules and you know what to expect, it's not as big of a deal. So um, I want to go back to something that you mentioned, which was the quick service. Because Bridget and I kind of had a different experience. And I wonder if it is is different depending on what resort you're going to as far as ordering. Bridget, do you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I think, so we had, so we were there for a full week and there were situations where we would order um, quick service and we would, you know, be uh, like, you know, for, we did Contempo Cafe quite a bit and, you know, it was fine. But then, so we wanted to go to Geyser Point and I was like, well, let's just order from Roaring Fork. Right. So we just put a quick order in, got it. They never, we've never been at, we had never really been asked. They would ask us, like, we'd pull up because we had the car. They, we pull up and they'd say, we'd say, oh, we have, you know, quick service. Sometimes they would ask to see the reservation or the, you know, quick service, um, you know, order. And other times they wouldn't. And I think it just depends on, who's ordering and like like what the or I'm sorry who is running it and who's not like who what the security is there so I think it just depends on where you are and who's there because there were times when we pull into contemporary and we were staying there and Mark be like oh we're caught we're you know we're staying here oh okay what's your room number and they (laughs) give the room number like okay fine you're good and then the next time they'd be like let me see your band and I was like okay like or whatever we we sort of we we made a joke out of it because every time we went up, it, it was like they, there was some other level of, you know, confirming that you were you stayed there, right? Like one guy was just like, "Well, what's your room number?" He gave him the room number. He let you go through. One, you know, some people scanned your like magic he, band. Like, oh yeah, the campies so, are. So wait a second, you your... you guys drove? You guys had a car? Yes. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you just go through the the self service gate when you went back to the contemporary? 
I don't know because we never. That's a good question. Oh my gosh, because they're because they never drive when they're there, right? When was the last time you guys self, drove? Self-service gate. <laughs> it's right next so to it. The, the, the left lane is the security booth, and the right lane is where the buses and resort guests go. And you put your magic band on the reader, and the gate lifts up for you. Get out. Oh my gosh, Mark Campy. <laughs> yeah, but they don't drive. they don't ever drive there. I don't think I've ever known you guys to have a car except this yeah. time. Adam. Adam, this is your fault. Yeah, this is it's my fault. fault. Should have told him, Adam. They, Adam, yeah, how many times have we driven with you? Yeah, and I use that I use, of course I use the self service gate. <laughs> I know. Remember Adam when I would have to read when I'd have to take the band off to reach out because you, you your arm can't reach the gate? I don't remember these things. <laughs> Okay, that's I'm because you guys weren't paying attention. That's what happened. No. <laughs> you have to pay attention. You're driving. You're I, like the chauffeur. I have a. I do have a small question for Tony. Did you all? Did you all bring snacks? Did, did Cheryl have a snack bag? We did have a snack bag. Okay. About snacks. Well, because you're 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 talking about like food, eating food late, and I'm like, well, you guys should have brought a snack bag. We did. We had uh, Oreos and some Pringles and uh, a couple of like Cliff Bar type of things. Yeah, I think snacks would be good because from what I understand, food is a a little bit of an issue inside the park, especially Magic Kingdom right now because of the lack of restaurants that are open. The only restaurant we could see into that was uh, full service was the Plaza. Uh, Obviously, they were social distancing, so there were multiple empty tables as we walked past. Um, the food carts, you know, maybe those lines were 10 or 12 people deep on occasion. Um, turkey legs were being sold and corn dog nuggets were being sold. And the rest of the stuff looked like popcorn and ice cream, at least in the Magic Kingdom. So, yeah, food food is at a um, I don't want to say it's a it's it's lacking, uh, but it's, it's not what we're used to. But then again, you know, crowd levels aren't what we're used to. Um, so in time, I, I, I would expect more stuff to open up. But as more stuff opens up, then the crowds are going to get bigger and your wait times are going to get different. And I mean, I'll say this, like when the kids wanted Dole Whips and Citrus Swirls, it was a lot faster because you had to order it online because it was considered quick service. So we had to order, order on the app. It was a lot quicker to get it. I mean, we would order it literally within like five seconds of walking up to it and then it'll be ready. Um, but I don't know if it was because of the amount of people that were in the magic kingdom either. Um, even our, we ordered, um, from the, the little, um, Southwestern place in, um, I always forget the names of them because I mix them up, um, right there in Frontierland. And we were standing outside. Picos Bills? Yeah. So we were standing outside waiting. Mark had to run to the restroom with Nick. And within minutes, they pulled us in and said, come wait inside. We waited inside for five minutes and we had our food. So it, it did go very quickly. Um, so I think the deceiving part is the lines. They look long, but I think that they're much shorter than we perceive them because, because, because of everybody standing around. And we're right. so used to that. Right. We, yeah, we, we were turned off from ordering at Picos Bills because the, the crowd of people outside of Picos Bills waiting for their food, it was just a massive cluster of people. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? Which is, why, which is how we ended up at Westward yeah. Ho when they had corn dog nuggets. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I think I just think it depends on when you're there. You know what I mean? It's you know, we were there when it was in, it was, you know, early August, so that was still kind of fresh and you know, I think maybe people are getting more drawn because people are posting that hey, it's okay to come here. You know, I I was there a couple weeks ago, like two weekends ago, and it was I want to say it was a tiny bit busier, but Magic Kingdom was empty. Like Magic Kingdom was almost borderline depressing. It was Epcot that was busy. But I do agree with Tony. The food situation is a little complicated. Mm. There's less stuff that's open. So you have to kind of, you have to put more thought into your food, for lack of a better way to put it, when you go into the parks. Mm -hmm. Instead of just walking right in and thinking, I'm going to go to Pico's Bills. No, think about where you're going to eat and maybe like even a little bit ahead of time, scope it out, see what the line looks like. But to me, it's still worth it. Um, you know, for the lower crowds and also maybe eat, eat table service. Like we had table service when we were there with, as a family in July, we had table service every single day because of our experience the month prior at Universal, which was much more complicated, I think. I mean, it's not now. I mean, I've eaten there multiple times since then. But when we first went to Universal in June, I was like, oh, this is a mess. So kind of anticipating that at Disney. And I, th- I thought the quick service made it work out. Of course, it's more money. And, you know, that's tough. Breakfast, always a pain getting into a park and getting breakfast. Make sure yes. you feed your kids beforehand. Get them a granola bar or something. I mean, you're saving money anyway if you eat breakfast in the room. So, But I, I totally agree that it's, it's, it's almost like you, you, you have to have some kind of plan for, yeah. for your meal now, even if it's because like the the one day that we were in one of the parks and we didn't really have a plan or we had a plan and, and something happened and that plan fell through, like it, it, we, we got to a point where we were like, we, and we were at Hollywood Studios and I forget what time it was, but we were thinking like, if we don't eat right now, like we're kind of stuck because we've got to find some place to eat right now, because if we don't eat in this park, then we have to go back to the hotel and then, like, we're, we're pretty much stuck at Contemporary Cafe because it had been – it was later. I forget exactly what and happened. And we were really tired it. of Contempo Cafe. I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, <laughs> but it was – but that's what – like, we ended up eating at Contempo Cafe a lot because it was, like, it was there and it was easy. Well, because in the and, beginning, like, I didn't – I wasn't sure if we could resort hop with these – with quick service. And then I was like, what the heck? Let's just try it. And we did, like, a quick service at Captain Cook's, and it was no problem. So you can – resort hop with the with a quick service it's not a big deal it's just you have to order it ahead of time um because in case they ask you that you know you have that there to to document yes i have this we're we're supposed to be here and then it gave us a little more variety which was good because i would contempo cafe and i were not having a good relationship (laughs) well and it's so like when because i ate lunch there like a couple weeks ago and because they have the best fries on property. I stand by that. It was so quiet. <laughs> there's no really noise. Yeah. yeah, there's no noise from Chef Mickey's. You know, the monorail's going through very quietly. They mm. give you a little bag of food. Like, you you know, like Tony said, you know, you got to order it and then you wait. There's no line. Like, I didn't experience lines there because I think, you know, it's not as busy of a resort. But um, yeah. Then you get your little bag and you sit down and you can't go get a Coke. You have to have them do it. Just all of it, you know. Yeah. It's and it's not you know, it's it's just little tiny things like that that remind you that things aren't back to right. normal. 
the first day we were there and we went to the contemporary to eat, um, I, I said the same thing. It was it's it's because you could actually you could sit there and you could hear the music kind of echoing in the contemporary, which is almost like you're standing at Tower of Terror and that and that music sort of echoes. It's like real creepy. It was sort of like that. I, I want to jump onto something that Chris said. And Chris, you said, you know, it kind of reminds you that that things are just not back to normal. But on the other hand, just being able to go yeah, and knowing that stuff is, is the way it is right now, knowing that at some point we will get back to normal, I think is the side. That's what I needed to go and experience. Yeah. Are you still going in October? Uh, not on a multi-day vacation uh, okay. because we're still, that quarantine list needs to change. During the, that Disney Plus show, the Imagineering experience or whatever, to, that one, there was one episode where they talked about when the, like with Tokyo, Japan, or yes, it was Tokyo, Japan, um, where they had the whole experience with the tsunami and how getting back to normal, like was Disneyland opening and getting just getting back to that, like, we needed Disney to open to say everything's going to be okay. Like, I kind of felt that, like, when I was there, I was like, you know what? Everything's good. Like, I didn't even feel like there was anything going on. I was like, this is, we're, we're good. Like, this is, this is a good place to be. Did you feel like that? Because that's kind of how I felt. I totally felt like that. Um, for me, you know, I, I would have, I was, I was great walking over from the Contemporary to the Magic Kingdom. You know, I love that walk, but turning, you know, going through the turnstiles, walking, you know, underneath the the train tracks, opening up onto Main Street, and then like going to the flagpole and seeing the castle, it, it, like for six hours, I forgot where I, you know, what yeah. was going on. Yep. Granted, you know, I was constantly reminded of social distancing and and you know why it's going on. But for six hours, I was in my element. Yep. And, you know, if this has to tide me over until January or this tides me over until October, it's what I needed. It's what Cheryl needed. Um, You know, it's it's been too long. And I say that, you know, first world problems. We were just there in January. Um, but it just it felt like, you know, these past five months has been the longest year and a half in recorded history. And, uh, you know, we just we needed to get that feeling. I I would have been satisfied if I could not get a park reservation. I would have been happy to go on and just get on a monorail and smell that musty, stinky mm-hmm. monorail. And I and I would have been happy. So I, I'm I'm very thankful that we were able to, you know, do this in less than a day stay within the confines of our uh, state guidelines for, for quarantining. Um, you know, thankful that we were able to get into the park for that day. And yeah, it was only six hours, but you know, it, it, it just, it buoyed my spirits. Yeah. Got six hours of your life. I bet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I haven't had six hours of fun with my wife like that in ages. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I knew you were going to go there. I really did. I did. It's like a big Disney hug. It's like it's yeah, okay. it is like a Disney hug. Okay. Do you do you know when I got like a little thrill and in the airport experience wasn't good a couple of weeks ago. I think I talked a little bit about it um, as opposed to Disney, which was very positive. Uh, when I was in the airport, 
I got like a little happy. I was walking to my oh. gate and I thought, this is normal. And, you know, for us, we do travel a lot. Um, and I probably go somewhere once a month normally. And it just felt kind of normal. So. Yeah, it's been so weird. I thought about yeah. that today. I'm like, this is so crazy. This is the longest I've been without going to Disney. I know. You haven't you haven't gone. I mean, you were supposed to go overseas and you didn't do that and there are lots of things you didn't get to do this There's year. There's a lot of trip, Disney cruise. Yeah. Um, Your first just, one. Yeah. yeah. So many things that I'm supposed to do that I was supposed to do and it's been the longest stretch since I've been I don't know, like really small <laughs> since I've well, been a kid that I haven't been to Disney. This has been the longest time. That just means we're going to travel and we're going to have a great time next year, hopefully when things get a little bit back to normal. Um, but right now, you know, these companies have to do what they have to do to keep us safe. And, and it doesn't upset me anymore. It just makes me think we need to keep pushing through. So that's mm-hmm. right. right. Next year, travel hard 2021. That's Ooh, right. That's show right. COVID-19 who the boss is. That's right. right. Oh, I'm like, I am so ready for 2021. I want to kick some butt. Like Jeez. I want to just like, I have all these goals and I'm like, we're going to do this and we're going to do that. And you know what? If we do half of them, we'll be doing great. So oh, um, yeah, I'm ready to go. And ready to go. I just want people to be safe and I want us to all get through this and I want the kids to be able to enjoy school and, and all of that. Well, maybe enjoy is not the right word, <laughs> but, um, well, I, I think this is fascinating because like I said in the beginning, I was very surprised you did that. You know, Cheryl's very budget conscious. Tony's a rule follower. Like Tony, for all of Tony's mm-hmm. jokes and shirtless snow shoveling photos, Tony is a... <laughs> Tony's the rule follower of all of us. So Oh yeah, sure. He he totally is. You oh, have yeah. no you idea. You are too, Adam. No, seriously, Tony's a rule follower. And so is Adam. Adam's Adam's a good boy. So I'm the rule breaker. You really are, actually. <laughs> Everybody's got their own personality on the show. Okay. Do you have any um closing thoughts, Tony? I, I can't wait to do it again. I can't wait to get back there. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited. For you. Maybe you I'm can excited. go to Hollywood Studios. I'm sorry. I will get on Rise of the Resistance at some point. So we've all been on it uh, except for you, right? But Adam's not been, been on yet. I haven't been on it. I didn't get to go. Shoot. I forgot yeah. about that because you just did Magic Kingdom this time. On what? Magic Rise? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did Rise. I did it in Disneyland. Oh. Uh, Okay, good for it you. It doesn't count? No, I it think totally, doesn't count. It, it, it's the same ride, except, you know, the people are cooler. Who it's the it. same ride, except Darth awesome. Vader comes out. Oh, spoiler alert. Stop it. Oh, my gosh. What? <laughs> I'm kidding, I'm kidding. See, we say he's a role follower, and then he's, like, spreading rumors. It wasn't Darth Vader, it was I Darth Maul. I Adam Elmers. Knock it off, Adam. Darth Maul. So just Liza and Tony are the losers. I mean, the ones who haven't gone yet. Liza, you will enjoy that ride, but you will be so confused. I'm going to be confused. That's okay. Well, Tony's little inner Walt really needs to get on that ride. So Little Walt. Little Yes. Alrighty. You can do one each park. So you did Magic Kingdom this time. Next next one is 
studios. That's going to be cost effective for a 24-hour trip. Okay. Well, yeah, we pay for it. <laughs> we we would need a much earlier flight because I I couldn't get in. I would have to be in the park for the first boarding group in case I didn't get in and yes. tried to make the second boarding group. So the, that that's going to take a, some additional coordination. Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer. I will tell you that um, Mark Banzak and his wife Melissa, they they went into Hollywood Studios. I think it was last weekend. And, you know, they got in there right as it opened, but so they didn't get on the first group, but then they tried. And he said they they were, within nine seconds, they were nine, number 99. But then they only got, they were only going to get up to 96. <laughs> I mean, like, this is like the ride of disappointment. I mean, it's a fantastic ride. And when you get on it, you're like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. But, you know, it's a lot of people not so happy about this. So, anyway... I'm going to turn this over to Tony and have him close out the show. Thanks, Chris. As always, I will remind everyone that our podcast is sponsored by Main Street and More Travel. Check out their website, MainStreetAndMoreTravel.com, request a quote, and let Chris and her team help plan a memorable trip for you and your family. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Just search on the Mouse and More podcast. On behalf of Chris, Liza, Bridget, Mark, Adam, and the lurking Crystal, who has actually been on most of this show. (laughs) This is Tony, and we are the Mouse and More Podcast. Good night, everyone. Good night. 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 I don't want to break the flow. I don't want to break the flow. You guys were in it, so...